0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is going to be a little bit differently. I'm actually going to be doing a Bible study over Jeremiah chapters 14 and 15. I'm also doing this on my YouTube channel, so if you would rather watch the Bible study other than listen to it, you can go check out my YouTube channel. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. Every Monday, I'm going to start doing this where I upload a new episode on a different chapter or chapters of the book of Jeremiah for Bible study. I've been thinking of ways that I can help you guys to the best of my capabilities and to really serve you guys. And this is one of the things that I know will help serve you guys because some people may want to listen to the podcast with the Bible study. Some people may want to watch it. So I'm giving you guys the option to do either And I also have so many amazing things in store for you guys for the next 90 days and above, so I cannot wait to share everything with you guys, but this is one of the things that I'm going to be incorporating. So now the new schedule is going to be every Monday we have a Bible study, and then every Wednesday is still going to be the normal podcast episodes that I upload on Wednesdays. So without further ado, let's get into it. Chapter 14 is about drought, famine, and the sword. In verses 1 through 6 of Jeremiah, the Lord comes to Jeremiah and says that Judah mourns and a cry goes up from Jerusalem because there's no rain and there's no water or grass in the land. In verses 7 through 9, Jeremiah is asking that the Lord not forsake the people even though they've sinned. And in verse 10, the Lord says about this people they greatly love to wander, they do not restrain their feet. So he will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. And he goes on to say in verses 11 through 12, the Lord says to Jeremiah not to pray for the well-being of these people. And he says that even though they fast, he will not listen to their cries or accept their burnt offerings or grain offerings. He will destroy them with the sword, famine, and the plague. So a drought has come on the land of Judah and the land of Jerusalem and the people are crying out because there's no water and there's no grass in the land. And Jeremiah is saying, I know that we've sinned, Lord. I know these people have sinned, but please don't punish them. And the Lord is saying that he's not going to forgive their wickedness. In the previous chapters that we've studied so far, The Lord gives the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem time after time to acknowledge their guilt, to repent, to ask for forgiveness. And they still are set in the stubbornness of their evil hearts and go about doing wicked things and being stuck in their wicked ways. And now, because he's put this drought upon them, Jeremiah is asking, I know that they've sinned, Lord, but don't punish them. And he's saying, no, I'm going to punish these people. Don't pray for these people. Don't pray for the well-being of these people. I don't care about their burnt offerings and their grain offerings and how many times they try and fast. I'm not going to accept these offerings and I'm not going to listen to their cries. I'm going to punish them because of their wicked ways. In verse 13, Jeremiah says to the Lord that the prophets keep prophesying and telling the people that they won't see the sword or suffer famine, and that the prophets will give them lasting peace. And in verses 14 through 16, the Lord says to Jeremiah that the prophets were prophesying lies in his name, and that he has not sent them, appointed them, or spoken to them, and that they are prophesying false visions, idolatries, and delusions in their mind. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about these prophets. I didn't send them. Those same prophets that are saying there's not going to be sword and famine and that they're going to give lasting peace will perish by sword and famine. And the people that they are prophesying will be thrown out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. There will be no one to bury them or their family. The Lord is going to pour out disaster on them that they deserve. In verses 17 through 18, the Lord told Jeremiah to say to them that his people have suffered a grievous wound and a crushing blow. And he says, if I go into the country, I see those slain by the sword. And if I go into the city, I see ravages, of famine. Both prophet and priest have gone into a land that they do not know. In verses 19 through 22, it says, Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For healing, but there is only terror. We acknowledge our wickedness and the guilt of our fathers. We have sinned against you. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Our hope is in you, for you bring rain and the showers. So, Jeremiah is asking the Lord to not break the covenant with these people and asking if he despises Zion and if he's rejected Judah and that they acknowledge their wickedness and the guilt of their fathers and that they have sinned against him. And their hopes on him because he's the only one that can send the rain in the showers. These false gods can't do that. And just to let you guys know, if you're reading along with this in the Bible, I am paraphrasing. So I'm not saying everything word by word. Now that was the end of chapter 14. So in the beginning of chapter 15, the Lord replies to Jeremiah. And this is what he says. The Lord says to Jeremiah that even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before him, his heart would not go out to these people. He tells Jeremiah to send them away and let them go. And if they ask, where should we go? Tell them that the Lord says, those who are destined to death, go to death. Those for the sword, to the sword. Those for starvation, to starvation. And those for captivity, to captivity. In verses 3 and 4, the Lord says that he's going to bring four kinds of destroyers against them. The sword to kill, the dogs to drag them away, and the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. He says that he will make them disgusting to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. In verses 5 through 9, the Lord says, Who will pity you, mourn for you, or stop to ask how you are, O Jerusalem? You have rejected me and keep backsliding. I will lay hands on you and destroy you. I can no longer show you compassion, I will bring destruction on my people for they have not changed their ways. So I'm just going to stop right there before I continue with verses 5 through 9. I'm just going to stop right there. So the Lord's saying whether the people are destined to death, sword, starvation, or captivity, that's where they're going to go. And he's going to send four kinds of destroyers to this people. And he's going to punish these people and bring destruction on them because of what Manasseh son of Hezekiah, did. So their forefathers in Jerusalem, their forefathers have sinned, but these people in Judah and Jerusalem, they're following what their fathers have done. They're following the wickedness of their hearts, and they have these false idols. And the Lord has said to them time and time again, acknowledge your guilt, repent, and truly change your ways, and I will choose you, and I will save you, and I will be righteous. And they still continue to have these false idols and these false gods, and they continue to go about living their life doing these wicked things. So the Lord says that he can't have compassion on them anymore, that he's going to put destruction on them because they have not changed their ways, no matter how many chances he's given them to do so. Alright, so I'm going to continue with verses 5 through 9. The Lord says at midday He will bring a destroyer against the mothers of their young men. He will bring down terror and anguish on them. The mother of seven will grow faint and breathe her last, and she will be disgraced and humiliated. He says that He will put the survivors to the sword before their enemies. And in verse 10, Jeremiah is thinking about his mother. He says, Alas, my mother that gave birth to me, a man with whom the whole land strives and contends. I have neither lent nor borrowed, yet everyone curses me. So whenever the Lord says that about the mothers, Jeremiah is like, Oh no, my mother the one that gave me birth, and he goes on to say that he hasn't lent or borrowed. He hasn't taken anything from anyone, yet everyone is cursing him. And in verses 11 through 14, the Lord says to Jeremiah, I will deliver you for a good purpose. I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and distress. Can a man break iron from the north or bronze? Your wealth and treasure I will give you. As plunder without charge because of all your sins throughout the country. I will cause your enemies to bring you into a land you do not know, for my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you. Okay, so I just wanted to address a few things here. In chapter 1 of Jeremiah, when the Lord first comes to Jeremiah and says that he must go to the people and say whatever he commands of them, In verse 18 of chapter 1, he tells Jeremiah that today he makes him a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land. So then he goes back to that whenever in chapter 15 of Jeremiah that we're reading now, when he says that who can break iron from the north or bronze? That's what he's saying because he told Jeremiah in chapter 1 that he was going to do that for him. So in verses 15 through 18, Jeremiah says to the Lord to remember him and care for him and avenge him on his persecutors. And he says, Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my delight and joy, for I bear your name. I never sat in the company of revelers. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you filled me with anger. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Will you be to me like a deceptive brook, a spring that fails? So here, Jeremiah is saying, Lord. Whenever you gave me the words to speak, I spoke them, and I didn't sit with revelers. I sat alone because I knew your hand was on me, and I've suffered reproach for your sake. Please don't take me away. Please remember me and care for me and avenge me on my persecutors. And then he has pity on himself, and he's saying, why is my pain unending? And my wounds are incurable. And he's asking the Lord if he's going to be like a deceptive brook in a spring that fails because of what the Lord is saying to him in the previous verses. And in verses 19 through 21, this is the Lord's reply to Jeremiah. If you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. If you speak worthy words and not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let these people turn to you, but don't turn to them. I will make you a wall to these people, a fortified wall of bronze. And then he says the same thing that he said in chapter one of Jeremiah. He says, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you and I will rescue you. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. So here the Lord is saying to Jeremiah to repent. In the previous verses, Jeremiah is asking the Lord if he's going to fail on him. And even those thoughts that the Lord is going to be like a deceptive brook and a spring that fails, he has to repent for that because he should know the Lord is just and righteous and is good on his promises. And when the Lord told Jeremiah that he's there with him and he's going to rescue him and not let them overcome him, Jeremiah should never question that. And also it seems like here in verses 15 through 18, when the Jeremiah is talking to the Lord, he doesn't talk about the sins that he's committed and the things that he's done wrong. But here the Lord is telling him if he repents, he's going to restore him and that he can serve him. And if he speaks worthy words, then he will become a spokesman. So the Lord is gonna stay good to his promise to not let these people overcome him and that he's gonna save him from the hands of the wicked. But the Lord wants Jeremiah to follow him and to speak worthy words and to say whatever he commands of him, just like he told him in chapter one. And throughout these chapters, and we specifically see here in chapters 14 and 15, that Jeremiah keeps trying to plead for these people And asking the Lord not to punish these people and to break the covenant with these people. But they are following their wicked ways. They're following the evil inclinations of their heart. And the Lord has given them chance after chance after chance to repent. To acknowledge their guilt and to repent and to change their ways. And they haven't. So the Lord is saying, repent. Serve me. Say whatever I command of you. Speak worthy words and you will be my spokesman. And I will make you a fortified wall to these people, just like he told them in chapter one. And these chapters here are really powerful because so many people, people in Judah and Jerusalem at this time, and also people in today's world, think that they can just do whatever they want. Just go about their days following the evil inclinations of their heart, following their wickedness. And It's so normalized these days to do that. But then when there's disaster in the world or there's a drought or famine or the sword or, you know, things go wrong and they need help, they turn to God. They turn to God for help. Or they listen to these prophets saying that there's going to be peace and nothing's going to happen to them and everything's going to be okay. But they didn't listen. They haven't been listening when the Lord has been saying Acknowledge your guilt, repent, and really change your ways and follow me, and I will choose you and you will be my people. People in this world today are so confused on what to do and the right thing to do because there's so many false prophets out here, and there's so many wicked things that are being normalized in this world today, but the truth is in the scripture. The truth is in these scriptures, and also the truth is in our hearts and our spirit when we're saved. The Holy Spirit is within us and when we pray and ask for guidance and have God in the center of our life in every aspect, he will give us the knowledge and the wisdom to know exactly what to do and just like it's been saying in these chapters of Jeremiah, if we acknowledge our guilt, repent, and truly change our ways, he will choose us and we will be his people. And we just have to do what's commanded of us and stay faithful to the calling that he's placed on our heart. And he will keep his promises to us. I'm gonna pray for you guys. So if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you be with every single person listening to this Lord. I pray that you open up their eyes and their mind and their hearts to you, Lord. I pray that they know the truth, the truth of your word, and the truth of what is right Lord I pray that they acknowledge their guilt repent and truly change their ways and follow you and do what's commanded of them I pray that every single person listening to this Lord will know the truth and will know whenever there's a false prophet and not to listen to them and will only listen to your word and listen to your knowledge and guidance and wisdom that you are giving them And that they will constantly come to you for that wisdom and knowledge. And seek your glory and seek the truth, Lord. In your name, amen. I love you guys so much. And I just want each and every single one of you to have a relationship with the Lord. And when it's your time to go, that you know that you're going to be going to heaven. And you're going to be seeing his glory. And it is my duty and my mission to spread the word of the gospel, and the truth of the word so that everyone that comes across my words, my videos, my podcast episodes, that they will know the truth and that they will have a relationship with the Lord Almighty and be saved and go to heaven when it's their time to go. We will have a new episode every Monday on this podcast for the Bible study now I have chapters 1 through 13 on YouTube. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. If you want to go check out those chapters and the study guides on there or on my Facebook group Faith Fuels My Fire. And yeah, I'll see you guys next Monday. Bye guys.